Sabbath day, and so as many of you know, if you were here, some of you weren't, I'll let you guess here, you don't know it in advance, we just got done with the Feast of Tabernacles, and uh, it was a wonderful time, and just want to again invite you to remember the Lord's Supper, because on the inner side, as I read through the Psalms, it's about His particular So, uh, with that, last week, you know, I was giving my uh, during that time, I preached on Exodus 35, and we went over the presence of God, and there's a particular passage that inspired me to write this that we read on that day when God spoke to Moses in verse 14 of Exodus and said. And he said, that's God talking to Moses, my presence will go with you, and I will be God. And these words reminded me of a key passage that I've actually preached on before, and I'll give you a little background. When I spoke on this passage, I thought about how I could rejoin the words of Jesus in Matthew 11, at the very beginning of chapter 11, here in Matthew 11, John the Baptist, his disciples, come and ask Jesus this question specifically about Jesus' identity, who Jesus is. John, at this time, was in prison, and the disciples came to him to ask Jesus, and in verse 3, are you the coming one, or do we look for 
here in the world. In other words, these individuals who have been following John the Baptist were asking, are you the one, the prophet of God? And that leads us back to the resurrection of the Christ. Point to Jesus. So point to the resurrection. Jesus very rarely have been cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor are preached. Now, in this context, many of those who are listening to John's disciples, the disciples, the ones following Jesus, the ones specifically following Jesus, who are saying he is the Messiah, and other apostles were also, the crowds, they were most likely all Jews, they had
Education is 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 never tainted or truly corrupted. The religious establishment is actually the just explanation. And we got the litany because He became a little doubtful of what was going on. He certainly didn't accept it.
just because that's what you want to make. We don't want to get into the goes out and starts teaching in Mark chapter 4 to 8. He starts teaching in the cities of Galilee. And here, in this time period, we find a lot of similarities to Jesus' ministry to that of the Old Testament. And just like the prophets experienced rejection, Jesus' contemporaries did not need to suffer his message either. In fact, they seem to suppose any style of message that was coming their way this idea of you reject it all. No matter what is brought your way, you reject it. John the Baptist comes preaching repentance in the desert and only eating locusts and wild honey and they say, he has rejected us. That's the opposite. Jesus comes to perform miracles and teachings and they say, even now you are still in the
your time to God and to his kingdom. Don't waste your opportunity. Jesus is essentially saying that these cities, these pagan cities, have the opportunity to have God's attention. The people are seeking for his attention specifically to help us see that there is more. And I think that there's a great lesson that we can learn from this, and that is that humble enough to accept opportunities that God has given us in life. Hey, we should have be careful to think so highly of ourselves that we're stopping so tight that nobody knows our secrets. That our ideas are not known. So now I kind of want to, that's kind of setting up this, this concept so we're back at kind of what, what we're talking about. What I just want to do is just look at the city of Bible because Jesus, at the very end of this chapter, he says this in verse 25. And at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and from prudent men and have revealed them to babies. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. Verse 27, all things have been delivered to me by my Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and he and he alone knows the Father. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls.
that are supposed to be the smallest, most religious individuals out there. And they reject it. They start to turn on the king. They reject the impossible and believe the impossible. The issue is not there. Some of our institutions Really is. There are some marginalized 
and see this. That in his own world, there this idea of the oppressed sister is not that. There's been an abomination made to
about stones. We can raise up heirs of Abraham through stones to the gospel. Just be careful of that in all the different defenses that you think you have, that you go through in this life. We must be mindful of the suffering of all things, just like any other trial. It may not be completely, but these things pile up. Growing up in church, but never really just giving up that just hunger. I can run and study the Bible every day, you know, all day, all night. Every time we come in contact with someone, I'm going to have a Bible conversation. But over time, I will pause. I remember how that was like frightful desire. I don't think that that I remember how that was frightful desire. I don't know the Bible for real well enough. But for what started out as a So maybe you've had a truth that is true in your mind for all time. May 2005, the year of the coming of Christ, He gives eternal life. But verse 28 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I want to continue to say, I will give this brother exactly what he deserves. And why he has the words he does. Jesus extends his love to those who have fasted and realize that their efforts are in vain. And the second says, leave me They were living in a world of sensuality. Where they were looking to religious rituals. That essentially laid out all of these things that they need to do. And I'm not talking just about the law. I'm talking about just this way of life. That you're not going to get to God unless you do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. All of these different things. And even when you do it, they're not going to like it. So they were exhausted. Jesus realized because this is exactly the cure for the thing that has already brought us eternal rest. physically get tired. But I think there's something to be said about being emotionally tired. Being emotionally tired. Now, on the social level, the only thing, humanly speaking, that we're being destroyed by getting the gospel is the constant search just from a physical standpoint. I mean, you're just living in this world. You go to the world wants you to think this constant search for security, fulfillment, acceptance, think about this, you know, in terms that maybe we can understand this and kind of maybe twist it and maybe somehow even try to keep kind of top talking with it. But when you look at someone saying, I need a house full of houses and some uh, all cars and or a family, you know, you just need an athlete or someone who's a politician, a really powerful or really wealthy, and you say, boy, I wish I had their job. I wish I had their bank account. I wish I had their notoriety. 
That's on a social level, but on a religious and philosophical level, humans are also in an ending state of religious and philosophical truth. The question is, what is the meaning of life? How can I get to God? How can I uh, transcend the spiritual realm and go to be sinful that God has restricted me? There's a lot of false hopes and false teachings and religious practices that all promise to bring the people to God.
and these days it is something that is uh, a Nazarene animals for many of their sacrifices, specifically they would use oxen to move things around for the purpose of So, the religious, and so, basically, the idea is that there is one larger than the other. And so, in some way, Jesus is comparing the religious world to the idea of the general populace of the world. And here's the question. The religious world is what